Welcome to the Messy Walk Podcast with Pastor Adam Cook, where our goal is to have a genuine and authentic conversation about the Christian faith journey and what a messy walk with Jesus really looks like. Make sure to follow us for future episodes that will be posted regularly each Wednesday. We hope you enjoy this episode. Welcome, everyone, to the Messy Walk Podcast. I'm your host, Graham Beasley. Um, and today I'm going to be talking with Adam Cook. It's actually his podcast. I'm just hosting the podcast. But Adam is a senior pastor at Union Church. Uh, actually, I'll just let you. Yeah, yeah, sure. So Adam. my name's Adam Cook. I am the senior pastor at Union Church. I have been in uh, full-time ministry for about 20 years now. And just, uh, I'm that old. A long time, right? Same old. age you are, Graham. <laughs> That's <laughs> kind of weird. And um, and I've been walking with Jesus for a lot longer than that. And wow. so, uh, yeah, we're kicking off a podcast. So this is probably going to be horrible because it's our first one ever. So, <laughs> my, yeah, <laughs> it's probably going to be bad. You might. Uh, yesterday, uh, I was just talking to Adam before we started recording that I gave a message at our. Um, our youth group and my dad was like this is the worst message you're ever going to give and now he's not being rude he's, he's just saying that right. out of every message you're ever going to give you can only go up from here <laughs> you can only go up from here <laughs> right. so in the same sense adam this is the worst podcast yes. ever this is the worst make. one ever right you probably already tuned out but <laughs> we're glad that you're here we're yeah. uh, we're just going to tackle it we just got to start i'm trying all i'm trying to do right now is I'm trying to control my breathing, right? You, you know, this I'm supposed to be introducing myself. So I told you I was a pastor, um, but I'm also a husband and a father and uh, a heavy breather, a mouth breather. And so I have um, sleep apnea really bad and gigantic tonsils. And so um, I have to watch my breathing in every video or recording that we do because yep. it sounds like that I am... Uh, dying, and so if you're listening to this and you hear a bunch of <laughs> weird breathing, um, no, I have not passed out. We're okay. I didn't fall asleep. Yeah, he's I'm totally here. fine. It's just, uh, it's just the way it is. We all got our stuff. We all got our, we all got our little idiosyncrasy, insyncrasies, and little issues. Yeah. And so that's just us. For sure. Yeah. For sure. Um, we kind of wanted to discuss in this first episode why we're even doing this. Um, why did we? Uh, did Adams decide to start this podcast, what we're going to be talking about and kind of how it got started, which is a really, yeah, it's um, a cool story. yeah, it's actually a really fun story. Um, yeah. You want to kick us off? Yeah. So from there? Uh, we've been talking about, um, you know, when I say we, I mean, uh, me and my wife, um, trusted people in my life. We have been talking about for a while doing something, um, that's a little more personal. That's not, you know, preaching messages and, not directly connected to the church that we lead and that kind of stuff. And we toyed around the idea now for several years, actually made it a goal, a personal goal hmm. to launch a blog or something to that effect. And every year it was one of those things that just got pushed to the back burner or um, I uh, procrastinated on it because I yeah. didn't want to do it. It's kind of, it's kind of nerve wracking. Like this is, this is very nerve wracking right now. Yeah. Um, and so it just was one of those things where we talked about it for a while. And then the whole thought was there's, there's things in my life, there's things that I've walked through and done that don't line themselves up perfectly in some preached message, mm -hmm. right? Um, and so we had talked about kind of doing something online like a blog or something and taking some of those things that I'm, that I'm writing or thinking through or whatever and putting that into a written form. Um, but that, that format just seems to have kind of gone by the wayside by the time yeah. we got around to talking about it. And so the natural idea then after that was 
well, about video type stuff. You know, mm-hmm. we can shoot some more videos and things like that. And and then we were just like, well, I don't know. Maybe it just needs to be something more raw and honest and easy to consume um, like a podcast, right? Yeah. So something that's just, sure. just, just some audio and some thoughts and some talking and, yeah. you know, just some of those, some of those main pieces that – aren't going to find its way into a message and, and, you know, what God's doing in my life. And, um, and I, you know, at the bottom, bottom line is, is the end of the day, I love people, mm-hmm. although I'm an introvert. So I love mm. you, but I want to stay away from you. I never knew possible. that. Right, I would yeah. say you were. <laughs> so everybody thinks I'm an extrovert, extroverted. But I am not an extrovert. I am a total introvert. Matter of fact, if you look at my, my Myers-Briggs score or whatever, I am high, high introvert. Mm. Um, I function as an extrovert because you have to and so to connect with people and to lead and all those things you, you know I'm, yeah. I'm a pastor so yeah, yeah. matter of fact the majority of pastors are introverts which is funny huh. so the, the the at the end of the day i need to get my energy from being by myself and so i will be with you and i'll be all into it but i prefer to be by myself um hmm. and so this to me feels a little bit more like just talking and thoughts and things on uh, that, that makes me more comfortable as an introvert than yeah. um stage preaching or video driven stuff and things like that you know yeah. like i'm sitting here right now in a ratty old shirt and you know <laughs> got a it's got a grease stain on it and yeah you know that kind of stuff and i'm more comfortable with it but um yeah we've been talking about it for a while and i mean the, the idea is is i love people even though i don't necessarily want to be around them yeah um that much all the time which just sounds bad but you know what i mean and <laughs> being honest and i really like helping people with authentic walks with jesus right and so um living in the South and being in the Bible Belt, um, I know that a lot of times, and I'm not putting anybody down or anything like that, I just know that we can have these walks of faith that look a certain way on the outside, and we're so concerned with what the outside of the cup looks like Mm. instead of the inside of the cup. And I think that that talking through this stuff in a very open, honest way helps us walk with Christ better that are Christ followers, but then it also invites people that are not Christ followers into this walk with Jesus that's beautiful and amazing and not perfect, right? Yeah. And it's got a lot of problems. It's got a lot of issues. And I just feel like for a long time, Christians don't tend to talk about that stuff as much. And yeah. so, you know, what I what I tend to be driven from is just this level of honesty. Matter of fact, mm-hmm. I think we've got that lined up for me to talk about that a little bit um, in the next episode gotcha. of this issue of honesty and why that's so important to me now because mm-hmm. uh, it used to not be. And so... I just wanted to be able to, to, to in everything, in, in ministry, in life, just to be able to be authentic and honest about this walk with Jesus because I think that's what it's supposed to look like. Yeah. And so the idea was is how can we create a way to kind of do that that's separate and secondary from some, you know, laid out message, right, some laid out sermon or mm-hmm. whatever it may look like. And so podcast we thought was a good deal. And then you know, and then let's just be real. The Rona makes us do all kinds of stuff that we weren't going to do before. And so yeah, I'm, I'm wearing sure. masks now. I never thought I'd do that. And I'm um, sitting six foot apart like me and Valerie went to the movies um, last week. And uh, we saw the, uh, the, the, the Tom Hanks movie, um, The News of the World, right? Which yeah. is a cool new movie. There were, we went to the seven o'clock movie on a Friday night, no kids, which never happens. And there were five people in the movie theater, including us and the staff. And so there was just three people going to a movie. As a matter of fact, I walked around and looked at all the theaters to make sure there wasn't anybody else there, and there was nobody there but us. And so Rona makes you do some stuff that you wouldn't normally do um, in this season that we're in. And I think that's really the, the thing that pushed it you know, on for us to go, okay, we need to do something now. 
was this is a good season for this. I mean, this is a good time for it. I need an outlet to be able to talk through these things during yeah. the season. I think people are looking for um, things to help them grow and walk in their faith with Jesus um, that are that are not traditional. Like they're outside yeah. of the traditional, I go to church and I listen to this or I watch these messages or these sermons, something a little more yeah. out of the box. And so we decided to kind of go that route with it. Do you find yourself like when you – write a message like there's a bunch of you know little other things you want to say but you have to cut out and you're like man I wish I could emphasize on this more for sure for sure like I um all the messages that I write are coming from so every single message I preach it is literally what God is saying to me in my life personally what I need to work on what I need to focus on um where I need to grow and I just journal that stuff down every day Right, and so mm-hmm. every day that I'm with the Lord, I put that stuff down, and then some of that stuff ends up being I, I feel like that's what God wants me to teach. Yeah. But every single message that I would preach or teach, and it's been this way since I started, every single message is based on what God's telling me. I'm not good enough to write a message to, to take what God's telling me, have that separate, and then to listen to what God wants me to tell you and have that separate. Maybe some people can do that, I can't do that, so it ends up being really I'm preaching to myself. And so as we lay out, so I lay out what I'm teaching, right? Yeah. I, we're teaching, when we're, we're teaching on something, we'll be teaching on something that God working on, was working on me and my life on six months ago, right? Or nine mm-hmm. months ago. And it's always like that. And so there's all these things that you can't fit into a message, you know, or it's not necessarily appropriate for the audience that it's in or yeah. whatever it may be, or, or it would just need more context. And so a story that gets told or something that's happening personally in my life, it, that's not the necessarily the venue for the whole story, right? And so I think something like this also allows a little bit more of that personalness, although I'm quite personal when it comes to I'm, I'm going to let you know who I am and what I'm struggling with in, in, in any message that I preach because uh, I think it's important. If the pastor tells you that they're struggling, then you're much more open to talking about your struggles instead of hiding it. You know, like it's the same thing we do. Like if the pastor's wearing jeans and a T-shirt, which is what I'm going to wear, then you know you don't have to worry about what you're going to wear, if that's the case. Yeah. You know? Like, I don't know where we heard this from. We're stealing it from somebody. But this old phrase of people think, well, if they knew what I did, they wouldn't let me in, right? And my response back to that, and I stole this, it's not me, is if you knew what I did, you wouldn't be worried about what you did, right? <laughs> so if you, if you knew what the pastor has done and things that he struggles with, yeah. you wouldn't be worried about yours, and then we can all walk this thing together, you know? And that's mm-hmm. the – that's kind of the thought. And so, yeah, there's lots of stuff in messages. Go back to your question. There's lots of stuff in messages that just don't get flushed out as much. Or, you know, like I said, I'll be teaching and preaching something. And then, you know, that's something that God was dealing with me six months ago. But then when I get into preaching and teaching it, it, it starts to open up something different to me that's not in my outline of what I'm teaching. You mm-hmm. know, and so I, I kind of go further with that thought on my personal in my personal life. And I yeah. think that kind of stuff, you know, I'm nothing special, right? I mean, I'm not. Like, that's just not me. I'm not the most gifted. I'm not the most talented. We as a church, me as a Christian, will work really hard. We can bring that to the table. But I'm nothing special. But I think what we bring that I think people want, would want more of or would help them is just honesty and openness on those issues and those things. And that's kind of that's kind of why we're here, right? That's kind of the whole point of it. So I think that's good. I mean, I, I heard a teacher say once, you can't teach what you don't know. You know, you can't so, and you can't write a check that you don't have the money to cover. Exactly, right? and, like, and how am I supposed to teach something that I haven't gone through? That's you know, how I, I think, feel. Yeah, you know, 
because that's how I feel. You ask someone that question, like, well, what do you mean by that? And they can't explain it. Like, I don't know if I can trust someone that's teaching something they haven't even experienced for themselves. Yeah, you know, I think it's a false thing. I think that anytime you're going, hey, I've mastered this, learn from me, I think that that is a really false premise to begin with. Mm-hmm. It doesn't doesn't line up with any of the other um, you know, gospel juggernauts that we know of in the scriptures, like mm-hmm. the New Testament teachers and leaders. It doesn't yeah. line up with them, right? And so to me, it's not, it's never coming from a, hey, I've completely figured this out. You know, you, you, you arrive when you realize that you are never going to arrive, right? <laughs> so, you know, the, when, yeah. when, when you, when For we sure. arrive, it's over with and yep. we're in heaven and it's game over and we're being perfected completely with Jesus. And so that's, that's the only time that we're going to have it all together. And so even if we feel like we are an expert in a particular thing, being an expert or have an extensive experience in it still does not mean you don't struggle with certain pieces of it. Oh, you're sure. not, you're not the, 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 you can be a professional in something, an expert in something and still fail in it and struggle with it. Right. And I think that's, that's the truth, right? That's the hard yeah. truth. And we need to talk like that more often. I think the world we're in right now is much more open to that. Like younger generations now, and they got their problems, you know, and I'll complain about them because I'm old now, so that's what we do. We complain about the generation before us. They got their issues, but they're much more open to some sort of authentic, honest thing instead of everything having to be polished and perfect, and I only want to learn from somebody who's who's doing it exactly right now. I don't think that's the case. No. I don't think it's authentic and real at all. And so that's that's just kind of what, where all this got birthed from and why we would be doing it to begin with, or I guess at the end of the day, too, that's like the end goal of – what we want to achieve is just to be able to walk this thing out together without this pretense that it's going to be all perfect or we're going to figure it all out. Right. Yep. That removes Jesus from the equation. And we're never good when we remove Jesus from the equation. You know, That's, yeah, exactly. Yeah. If it's, if it's just us and what's, you know, if we think we can save ourselves and why do we need God? Right. Kind of thing. Um, yeah, that's a really good point. And, and just to be clear, that's the same with this podcast. <laughs> it <laughs> right, is, right. We are figuring it out. Figuring it out literally as we go. <laughs> so this time. is the first time we've done this yeah. on both sides. I've never done this before in recording. Graham, you've never done any of this no. back-end stuff. Not right? at all. And so we're sitting in a makeshift room right now, and yep. um, it's kind of funky. And we got stuff going, but we're trying. And so yep. we'll just improve as we go. But it's exactly. not it, – don't, don't expect some polished, perfect product because – I mean, the message that we're given is unpolished, and so the product's going to be the same way. Yeah, you know, we will try our best to yeah. make sure the audio and everything. Gets Which is the whole the, the whole thought of why to. we would name this thing yeah. what we're naming it anyway, right? Exactly. I mean, we're we're calling this podcast at least for now where we've landed is, you know, it's just a messy walk, right? Mm. Um, and I think that is what the Christian life is. It's just a really messy walk, for sure. Right? I mean, and that's what I think. That authenticity is one of the biggest things that we bring to the table as human beings that are that are trying to follow Christ, right? Yeah. Is we can bring authenticity to the table, and I think that's all God wants from us, right? It's all he wants. He loves us like we are. He could never love me anymore, no matter how polished or perfect I get at something. He loves me just like I am. And so what we want to bring to the table all the time is just authenticity. Mm-hmm. Like this is who I am. This is what I struggle with. And the more we do that— I feel like the more uh, a hurting world, a world that doesn't know Christ, is open to knowing who Jesus is. Um, mm. So that's kind of the whole point of it. And the idea of naming it the messy walk, it just kind of fit. I mean, I've been using the phrase 
and I don't know where this came from originally. Probably stole it from somebody. So if that's you out there listening, you get credit. Thank you. Um, we've been talking about messy, jacked up people for forever, right? And when we first started Union, that was one of the phrases we started using. But we've been talking about it for forever, mm-hmm. that we're all just messy, jacked up people. At the end of the day, I am, Adam Cook is a messy, jacked up human being who needs a Savior to clean me up, who needs a Savior to perfect those deep imperfection sins in my life. And so the walk is just a very messy, jacked up yeah. walk, right? And so we decided to kind of call this thing, kick it off, uh, being messy life. Um, and we didn't land there at first. We were trying to figure out how to call it that. And it was like uh, messy, jacked up people. Oh, no, that didn't work. And so, you know, it's, it's, just, it's just funky. So we ended up with this messy life thing. It's kind of cool story, actually, um, how we named it. You remember that, Graham? How yeah. We, uh, how we named the thing. We came into a meeting, and it was kind of, I think it was our first meeting, so I was preparing yeah. for it, and I had all this stuff written out, and we were kind of talking, and, you know, we hit a, you know, kind of a stump, and we're like, well, what do we call it? You know, we're all throwing ideas out, and then, you know, right beside Adam. Yeah, so I'm sitting there, and there's this stack of invite cards to church, you know, the cards that we use to invite people to church, like, so a card that we would give you that you can use to hand out to somebody, um, so that you can make a personal invitation. And, and it's, we're sitting beside this stack of cards that that have to be two and a half, three years old mm-hmm. that we have not used in two and a half to three years. I don't know where they came from. I don't know why they would have popped up there. But there was this massive stack of them. It was almost like God was saying, all right, dummy, here you go. <laughs> you can't figure out what to call it. Let's get back to what, what I've been putting on your heart for a long time. And there's this stack of cards there. And on the front of it, it says, messy, jacked up people. Wanted, right? <laughs> messy, jacked up people. Wanted, wanted, right? And it was something that we had, like I said before, we talked about. We'd used that phrase of the church and, for a long time. And, and they're just sitting there. And, and I think I'm playing with them. I think I'm like, because I fidget. You know, so I'm, like, I'm yeah, having a hard time sitting here still right now with this microphone. But I fidget. And I was fidgeting around. And I'm grabbing these cards. And I'm fooling with them. And I'm talking about them. And we're sitting there talking through the whole idea of this podcast thing. Can't come up with anything. All the ideas are horrible. They stink. And uh, <laughs> it's like rookie level everything, right? I mean, it, but it, it's it, well, you think they're good. Yeah, it didn't you even rookie like, level. That's a great idea. It was like a bunch <laughs> of junior <laughs> hires sitting around talking about, you know, trying to do something. And so <laughs> we, we're we're like, eh, this is not working. And I'm fishing yeah. with these cards and I look down at them and it says messy, jacked up people wanted. And we're like, yeah, that, that, that's it. Right. So it's this idea of what are we going to do? We were going to talk about in some podcast. Right. Mm-hmm. And it was, how about just a authentic, real, honest, raw, messy walk with Jesus. Right. Cause I think that's what they all look like. No matter what anybody wants to tell you, or anybody wants to pretend, that's what every walk with Jesus looks like, is it is messy. And so it was like God was just saying, here you go, let me get back, you, let me get you back, get you back on track, let me get you to where, you know, to, to the thing that you, you should be focusing on. And I think one of those things, I think that thing is the thing. Like I think, I think that the whole idea of this messy, authentic walk is the thing that God constantly draws me back to. It is the thing that he uses in any ministry that I'm involved in. It is the reason that we planted the church that we are at now, that that we planted Union Church. It is the thing that we come back to constantly, always with new Christians and unchurched people. And because we're talking about and dealing with unchurched and, you know, de-churched, unchurched, non-Christians all the time. And what we end up coming back to 
is this idea of it's all right because it is a messy walk, right? It is a very messy walk. It is like, you know, the the oldest, nastiest boots that you would put on. That's what you wear when you walk in the Christian life because you're going to walk through some nasty stuff. Uh, and, you know, you're going to be walking through the mud and stepping in cow patties and everything else that this world throws at you. And yeah. the walk to Jesus looks like that, you know. And I think it's pretty cool when you think back to the people that walked with Jesus personally, um, that they're walking around in these dirty, dusty, nasty sandals. I would have well, lose my mind. I would have lost my mind. Really? Right? Yeah, because I have to have – so this is a little side – thing but we can do this because it's a podcast i have to have my shoes on right so I, you don't you don't see adam cook barefooted i have to have my shoes on all the time my shoes go on first thing in the morning when i get up and they do really? not come off until it's time to get in the bed so when you see me take my shoes off i'm like my kids see me take my shoes off they're like oh snap daddy's about to go to see go to sleep because it i don't take them off they're on all the time matter of fact we've gone we used to go to the beach and stuff when i was younger and Valerie would, I would walk out on the beach with my shoes on, and she would get mad at me. She'd be like, "You can't do this. You look like an idiot, right?" <laughs> I'd be out there with, was you really? yeah, with jeans and boots at the beach, you know, wearing. And she was like, "No, you got to stop that." And so, at some point in time, she kept on growing me, right? Because that's what yeah. wives do. She kept growing me into wearing flip flops, and so I absolutely despise flip flops. I only wear mm-hmm. them when she makes me wear them out on the beach. But I don't know where that came from. I don't know. I, like I think it's because when I was a kid, I had really high arches on my feet. I still do. I have really high arches. Gotcha. And so my shoes, whatever the shoes they are, they make my feet feel pretty good. They feel better with shoes on. I used to joke, though, that with my kids, is they'd be like, why do you always get your shoes on? I'd be like, well, if something goes down, I'm going to have to run. And mm. I ain't got to I ain't gotta outrun the person coming to get me. I just got to outrun you. You know what I'm saying? You put so, your shoes on. <laughs> right. So I don't have to put my shoes on. I'm, yeah. I'm ready to go. Right. You stay ready. You ain't got to get ready. You know what I'm saying? So anyway, <laughs> I, I think back to what we were talking about. That's funny. This idea of, you know, walking through this life. And with Jesus, mm-hmm. they had, you know, they, they're walking through with these sandals on and their feet are dusty and dirty all the time, right? And you have this, you have this ceremonial cleanliness piece that is about foot washing. It, it is so much deeper than my feet are dirty, right? That whole, that whole context of the old covenant in that and those pieces that you did was because you are walking around in a filthy world, not literally filthy in in the sense of you know dirt but literally filthy in the sense of sin right and so this walk is just a messy one man i mean it just really is and i think i think if the world knew that more then they'd be more inclined to to leaning into jesus right and walking this thing out together in community as a church um as his church i don't care what church it is you attend his holy church hmm. Instead of going, well, I got to get myself cleaned up before I can be a part of this. No, no, no. See, that's the that's the that's the false narrative that we've told for too long as Christians, right? That's that fakeness that we've sold, and and, and there's no wonder nobody's buying it, right? Because it's it's yeah. that's not the case. It's a messy walk. It continues to be a messy walk, and we're constantly walking in a dirty world, and we are part of that dirty world, and we're making bad decisions, bad choices, and we have got sinful natures, and so it's just a it's just a dirty, messy walk. Right, and so the picture should not be some, you know, Gen Z looking Christian with some cool shoes on walking around keeping their kicks clean. Right, it should be this idea of dirty, nasty kicks. Yep. You know, I mean, they're just they're just dirty, and that's the walk that we have with Jesus. It is a mess. Right, He knows that though. He knows that about us. He has He has given His life for the fact that we have a messy walk. Right, 
There's no way for us to clean it up. He's the one that does it. And so to me, the, the idea of that card just popping up, it was just a natural thing of God going, no, go with the thing. Go, go with the thing. And the thing is an authentic, real walk with me does not look picture Instagram perfect, ready to go. You know, yep. that's not what it is. That's all we yeah. were talking about. A youth yesterday is just suffering. Like yeah. the Christian walk is filled with it, you know, and that, you know, this idea that you come to Jesus for, you know, all your needs to be fulfilled you yeah, know, for your own happiness, for what you want. That is not true. Not it, at all. It's not at all. It's it's a full dependency on God. Um, but it's messy because I am not perfect and I'm finite and God is infinite. And he's, yeah. he's good. You know? and, and there are sufferings, and it's important to pay attention to those. Like um, I was reading and studying this the other day for something we're going to preach on coming up. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to preach, talking about this messy life and just being honest. I'm going to talk about loneliness, right, because I have felt an extreme level, of not just me, my family. And when I say my family, I don't just mean my wife. I mean my kids too. Yeah. Extreme sense of loneliness for the last couple of years. Um, and I think a lot of people are going to relate to that with the whole – Rona 2020 thing, right? Yeah, I can too. But there is a scripture that I was studying um, in Philippians. It's Philippians 3.10, and it's talking about um, that we want to know, like we want to know the power of Jesus' resurrection and, 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 and um, you know, have fellowship in his resurrection, have fellowship in his joy. But it also, Philippians 3.10 also calls us to the fellowship in his sufferings, Right? And that there's the suffering, so we don't we don't avoid the pain, and we don't numb it, but we ask God for a deeper joy in that pain. And so there's a fellowship in our sufferings with Jesus and His sufferings, right? Yeah. And so that means that we're going to have them. So if our Savior had them, we're going to have them, and we can fellowship in that sufferings just like Jesus had, and we don't have to act like they don't exist. Right. Yeah. I mean, we don't have to act like they don't. Jesus didn't act like the suffering that he went through didn't exist. Right. We don't have to act like that. It doesn't exist or numb it or whatever. I think that we try to find joy and um, Mm -hmm. unity, like collective unity in the fact that we're all walking through a life that has a lot of sufferings. We cause a lot. People cause a lot. Some of it's just the fact that we live in this world that is fallen and, and messed up. Right. And then every now and then, God causes some of that stuff to wake us up, to speak to us, whatever it is he does that for. Um, but it's a, it, it's important. It was important for me to hear that and to just to think about the fact that, wait a minute, there's a fellowship that happens in his sufferings too. I can't just fellowship in the goodness of Jesus. Like it goes back to, I can't just quote all the things that Jesus said that makes me feel good and warm and fuzzy inside, right? It's also these other things that he says, like the promises of Jesus abound. But some of those promises are not things that make you feel all great, no. right? I mean, you know, like we were just talking about this yesterday. Jesus says in John, book of John, uh, uh, in this world you will have trouble, right? Take heart, I've overcome the world. But he starts it off with, in this world you will have trouble. That's a promise of Jesus, right? It's not a cool promise like all the rest of them that we like, you know, but it's a promise of Jesus that you will have issues. And so yeah. why would we be? Christians who walk around pretending like we don't have issues, hmm. right? I mean, one, it does nothing for our uh, witness to other people, right? Yeah. It's just gonna, it's just gonna make them feel like they can't compete, they can't add, you know, they, they don't add up. 
But two, it does nothing with our walk with Jesus because it's not real. When we consistently, if we're presenting to people that we got it all together, then we're also presenting to God that we've got it all together, mm. right? I mean, you're right. So, what what good does that do for us? And so, I think that I really do feel like, which is the reason we're here, mm. is that authenticity, honesty, raw and openness in our walk with Jesus is the only thing that helps us collectively with other people with b- other believers and people that don't know Jesus and in our walk with him, right? It's the only thing that works. It's just being open, you know, and we have to come to him like we are, right? And so if we're going to come to him like we are, why wouldn't we do the same thing with other people around us? If we're going to do that with other people around us, why wouldn't we do the same thing with him? And so that's how we had to land it on the title and kind of what we want to what we want to do, right? We just want this thing to be kind of real and authentic. Um, and I think to do that, we're going to spend some time, you know, talking through my story in general, uh, especially in the beginning, so that we kind of know where we're going with it, right? Spend some time talking through my story to just kind of get started with that, you know? Yeah. You, you share little bits and pieces with all different kinds of people, but rarely do you have a platform where you can kind of share the whole thing. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, if it doesn't interest you or you think this story's boring, you just wait for the next episode, right? <laughs> just push that cool little button. <laughs> my favorite button, button on podcast things. I always do podcast stuff on my um, iPhone, right? Mm. So it's on the podcast app thing from Apple. And the, my favorite button is the 15-second uh, forward button, yeah. right? And then the button that lets you speed up how fast the whole thing goes. That button's awesome. So, you know, if we spend some time over the next couple episodes talking through my story, if it bores you, just hit that 15-second button or, or speed us up. put it on real fast, and we'll sound like uh, the chipmunks or something. Yeah. It'll be pretty cool. <laughs> I think you're done in like three minutes. <laughs> then you won't pick up on the amount of errors that we're going to make in this messy, messy podcast exactly. in the first place. So. Everybody do that. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, everybody do that. It'll be pretty fun. Well, thank you, everybody, for tuning in for this first episode. Um, we are really, really excited to get more into Adam's story, um, more into his faith walk with Jesus, and more into how you get started with ministry and a lot more. So if you're interested, stay tuned to episode two, and we'll see y'all soon. Thank you guys so much. Thanks for joining us on the Messy Walk podcast with Pastor Adam Cook. Make sure to follow us for future episodes that will be posted regularly each Wednesday. Have a great week.